What is up, Spartan Nation? Welcome back to MSU Sports Zone Podcast, Episode 10. Today, I'm going to be running down the five most important things of why I believe and why you guys should not believe but have optimism heading to next 2019-2020 football season, um, why the Spartans can compete for the Big Ten Championship and possibly come back to not come back, possibly make a re re oh my god re entrance into a New Year's Six Bowl, maybe the playoffs. That's next, guys. All right. So the first reason of why you should have faith, this team has a championship caliber defense. Um, we returned eight to eleven. Excuse me. We returned eight out of eleven starters from last season. So the depth's there, the experience is there. It's a veteran group. They know what they got to do. Um, I honestly, I don't expect the defense to be any worse than last year. Possibly could be better, which is would be insane considering. I think they finished. I mean, definitely. I think I don't want to say first, but I think it was definitely top three in run stoppage last year. Just overall defense was insane. Basically carried us, as all of you guys know. Um, so that's definitely the first reason of why to believe the Spartans are going to be not. I, mean, I don't want to say back, but not have a rough year is because they have a championship caliber defense that can carry them through stuff if the offense continues to struggle. Number two, the offense cannot get any worse than it was last year. It only can go up from here, guys. I mean, maybe you guys might laugh at that and say, oh, it can get worse. But it's just what happened last year, I don't think any – if you've watched college football for a while like I have, I have never seen a team go from pretty good offense the year before, have 10 wins to that. Um, I don't really have any explanation of what happened last year other than Dave Warner just, I don't know, threw a play threw his playbook away from the previous years and said fuck it and just made a new one. I don't know what happened, but that will not be happening next season. I can guarantee you guys that is you all know Dave Warner is not the OC. He got pr- not promoted or demoted. I don't even know what the word is, but he got moved to quarterback coach, which I know you guys are going to all roll your eyes about. But it really doesn't matter because he will not be calling plays. It's a whole new playbook and everything this year with Brad Salem at OC. So that's going to help us out a lot, guys. Number three, like I just said, Dave Warner will not be calling plays anymore and no longer has anything to do with the offensive coordinator position. So, I mean, that's a big one. I should have put that like triple number one. But that's probably the biggest news of the offseason is new playbook. Let's see what we can do with the running backs because we got to start utilizing our backs better, guys. Um, I, mean, I don't even know who's going to be the starter heading into the year. Yeah, Hayward's got the most experience. Ladarius Jefferson's got some experience. But, I mean, the word out in camp is freshman Anthony. Remember the name, guys. Anthony Williams Jr. He's a – not excuse me, not a redshirt freshman. A true freshman. And he came into camp early. That's why you guys saw him in the spring game with that crazy juke. Um, I was talking to him the other day. He's ready to get – not oh – my God, I want to – He's ready to get on, not campus, he's ready to show the coaches, prove them to why he can get immediate minutes as a freshman, which Coach he doesn't really do with the freshman. But outside of LJ Scott, he got good reps as a freshman. But outside of that, no one really, for the running backs, he waits usually until they're mid-sophomores. But I think he has a chance of exploiting out on the field early, getting out there, and getting reps. Number four, we arguably have a top seven wire This is in my opinion, guys. We obviously have a tar- we arguably have a top seven wide receiver core in the nation when given their opportunity to make plays. And the wide receiver core would not be handcuffed like they were last year, in my opinion. So last year, I mean, it's not even I don't even want to I'm not a genius, but it's obvious what happened last year 
with the receivers, everything. It's fe- it seemed like everyone was handcuffed, um, whether it was Lewerke, Lombardi. I mean, yeah, Lombardi, I know. But anyone, the receivers, the tight ends, the running backs. Shit, Coach D felt like he was can't. Ha- no, that's a bad word to say it. Dave Warner was making everyone handcuffed. So that's a big – I think – I mean, guys, you're going to not laugh, but just think in your head. Top wide receiver top, – top wide oh – my God. Top seven wide receiver core in the nation. I mean, obviously, number one's got to be Alabama. They got Henry Ruggs. They're probably going to have three first-round wide receivers next year. And then number two – I mean, Michigan's high up there. Ohio State. Um I can't think off my head who else is a great receiving core, but we got to be up there at the top. Um, There's a hell of talent on this team, guys. That's why it pisses me off so much when we underachieve like that because we're not utilizing the talent to our our full abilities. And it, I mean, it's just annoying at the end of the day. So this year, I'm going to say they will not be handcuffed anymore and the receivers will start living up to the potential and they will get the opportunity. And last but not least, guys, number five of why Michigan State will. Well, no, oh my God! I keep wanting to say we'll be back. They won't be back. Sorry, guys. They're already back. Um, number five, the main reason of why Michigan State, I believe, will be able to compete for a Big Ten championship appearance and possibly more next year, is because of the O line, guys. All right, the O line played very poorly last season. I was gonna—I forgot to tell you guys. A few of the guys I was talking to told me that they're taking it very personal to be the best they can be to take the team to that next level. And they understand what they did wrong last year. Um, they got to improve a lot. A few of the guys are, I think everyone except maybe it was Higby. One of the guys out of like the whole offensive line, only one of them lost weight. Every other guy put on 10 pounds or more. So obviously the goal for the offseason seems to be the offensive line wanted to put on weight to get stronger. Um, I don't know if they all said let's do it as a team because I read out of, I don't know how many of them there were, but only one of them lost weight. Every other one gained 10 pounds or more. So that's one thing. I mean, that's not a bright thing, but when we were back in our glory days, 2013 to 2015, it all started with the trenches, guys. The O-line was dominating. The defensive line was dominating. You got to dominate on the lines, both lines, the O-line, D-line. If we want to have an effective season and you know win 10-plus games, whatever you guys want, um, the O-line has to dominate. That sets the tone for the whole game. If you can't if you can't block, you can't run the ball. If you can't block, your QB is going to be sacked every second. They're going to have no time in the pocket to throw the ball. They're going to be, you know, freaking avoiding con not avoiding contact, just like running out of the way the whole time. They won't be able to get a clean pocket. It just screws up the whole tempo of the game. That's not what you guys want. So if we want to get back to, you know, the Big Ten Championship, I don't know, beating Michigan, whatever you guys want, um, getting to a New Year's Six Bowl, Rose Bowl, whatever the case may be, the O-line is going to have to play much better than last year. And like I said, a few of the guys have already told me they, you know, that's, they're taking it very personal this offseason. They know they did not play up to 